0: Hello and welcome to the Highview Podcast, a gospel Center conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in a local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at Highview Church, and today I am joined at the church by yeah. Chad Williams and special guest, Terry Wofford. How's it going, guys?
1: Marvelous.
2: Yeah. Ready, to, ready to go. Glad to be back live here in the Highview Studios
0: Definitely, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I think we've done maybe one or two episodes. But I can't even know. I, like my, the whole last few months is still a blur. Yeah. What what so, day is it? What month is it? I have no I idea. Know. I don't know. No idea. Terry, what
1: what have you been up to over these last few weeks? Uh, catching up on housework. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yard projects and um, pressure washing and et cetera. Yeah. 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 I
0: feel yeah. like that's a, a lot of that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're uh, we're trying to do a project at our house, um, redoing our porch, and there are zero decking boards anywhere in the <laughs> nation, because apparently everybody's <laughs> been building porches and pool decks and upgrading stuff at their house. But, Spending um, that
1: stimulus, man, you that's know. That's right.
2: <laughs> it has been a DIY, like, bonanza.
0: Yes. There, there is no doubt about that. Absolutely. Um, Chad, any projects you guys been working on? Anything, uh, <laughs> no? Hope. Oh, I hope
2: my wife isn't listening to this, because <laughs> yeah. uh, now we, we've done a couple. We've done a couple small things around the house, uh, but not, nothing major though. Just some, just some basic stuff around the house. Little, little upgrades here there.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Well, uh, today on the podcast we're going to be jumping back into uh, our little series we've been doing about the five solas of the Reformation. Uh, we've covered several of those, and today we're going to be wrapping up this little mini series here as we talk about the final of the five sola's soli deo gloria. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right in just by first defining uh, or uh, perhaps even just translating for us uh, into basic talk. What is sola or soli deo gloria? What does that mean?
2: Well, we got the we got the the big time theology horsepower on this episode with uh, mm. Terry Wofford with us here, Just so nailed me to the cross. Uh, I'm telling you, man,
1: <laughs> let's do this.
2: No, um, and, and for those of you who do not know, uh, Pastor Terry is uh, a uh, PhD student at uh, Midwestern Baptist theological Seminary. Yeah.
1: Thank you, friends. Thank you.
2: Yeah. So, so unpack what's uh,
1: what's solely Deo Gloria to the glory of God alone. Amen. Prime, prime, prime motive right there.
0: Yeah, so essentially we've walked through um, sola scriptura, which is you know, the scripture alone. Sola Christ, solos Christus, which is in Christ alone. We talked about faith alone, grace alone. And then basically all of these we've talked about over the course of this little series that all of these are talking about the process, the... Um, basically the, the process of justification how are we saved we, we learn about uh, salvation in the scriptures the scriptures are the sole authority of the church and in the scriptures we find christ alone as the mediator between god and man and then we have access to him by grace alone through faith alone and so now we come kind of to the pinnacle of the the process of salvation ultimately is not to our glory right it's not just to, to benefiting us we gain a lot through through it through justification through sanctification and glorification all these things that we find in christ um but yeah ultimately everything is being directed and driven by the fact that god alone gets the glory for not just salvation but for everything right that's kind of what you would you just described it as like the directive what do you mean by that like how is god's glory alone the point of everything
1: well, I mean, that's what we were originally put here to be and do, is to uh, reflect the glory of God in in our work, in our life, and uh, of course, the fall warped and twisted that and turned us inward and so, and and we became, uh, you know, like one of the first consequences of the fall was that we became not just self-aware but self-conscious. Yeah. yeah. And we and and our first impulse is to put self first. You Know and how does this affect me? What, how, my, how does this make me look? Yeah, uh, how do I feel about this? And, uh, and, and you know, and then, uh, but when we get out of ourselves and into others, and, and especially to the ultimate other, to uh, you know, living for the glory of God above all things, then, uh, then you know, uh, that's when we are at our best self, mm. and, uh, and, and it, and you know, and so, uh, it's really best to be, live without much regard for yourself you know it's difficult for us to imagine that in our mm. in our kind of self-centered culture and and, and, and just the inclinations but but I mean we really are at our best when we're just really focusing on the needs of others and I think we, we're happier that way mm. you know
2: yeah I think that's really helpful I think we're talking about uh, solid of Gloria are we're, we're talking about the Ultimate and highest reason or purpose behind our salvation, and that I mean that's at the personal level. But then, of course, at the the, the meta narrative of Scripture level, we're talking about the ultimate purpose of redemption itself. Like, what what is this all about? Like, what is its ultimate purpose? And uh, I, I think in order to really unpack that, you need to understand what the glory of God even is. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think one of the most helpful definitions I've ever come across for the, what the glory of God is is actually John Piper. And he uses the two terms, um, infinite greatness and unsurpassed beauty of God as his glory. So we talk about um, saved for the glory of God alone. So, so our salvation being ultimately an act that is designed to point people to. God's greatness and beauty—that that's really what we're saying. We're mm-hmm. we're saying that the that the redemption story itself um, that climaxes, apexes in Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection. Everything's you know coming from that. Uh, that that in and of itself is a story designed to show God is glorious, and to say God is glorious is to say He is His greatness is unsurpassed, His beauty is unmatched. Like. It, it, it is to say he is better. And so um, I think you have to, when, when we're talking about sola of Gloria, you have to know the gloria mm-hmm. I, I, that we're referring to uh, before yeah. you can understand what it means to be saved for the glory of God alone, that that is the reason for it. And so um, a definition for glory is necessary in order to, yeah. to understand this particular sola. Yeah, sure. I'm
0: really glad you brought that up. That was one of the kind of next questions I had, and even something that I, you know, have had to grapple with. I'm sure we all have, and, and or will in our Christian journey is this idea of what does it mean to glorify God? Um, how can we bring glory? If like, so if if His glory is His majesty, we can't improve upon who He is. No, like we can't add glory to God. So what what does it mean then to glorify God? Like, how do we? Uh, take part in uh, bringing God
1: glory what does that look like well you acknowledge the glory that's there yeah, and uh, yeah. and that's that's it you know we're not adding to it in any way shape but we're just recognizing uh, him for who he is right. in himself and and also when and, and we experience that through what he's done for us and, yeah. and is doing with us and so on uh, and so, uh, you know, I've got a couple of verses. I want to give you one Old Testament, one New Testament. Psalm 115, one says, Not, a, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, uh, and so the psalmists and the people of Israel are definitely benefactors in the covenant that they have with God, the covenant relations they have with God, that God wrought by his mighty power, his glory, Yeah, Uh, but but uh, but you know uh, they are doing things for his name's sake, and uh, you know, and and so, and of course, in Israel's shining moments, in their long checkered history, or when when they're living for the sake of his name, not not for their own uh, short-sighted and and self-centered motivations. And then, of course, uh, then you have this wonderful verse in First Corinthians ten thirty-one: Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God, Mm -hmm. and that's encompassing the most mundane things of life. You know, just you know, uh, having a pop and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, and a burger. You know, and 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 even that can be good, depending on where you live. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, or, or if we if we gonna go southern, we have a Coke. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. But 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 sure enough, I mean, you know, it's it's you know even even the most mundane thing, um, you know, the little book called practicing the presence of God was about that. You wrote that book. Do you remember? Oh, don't don't ask an old guy to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say Brother Lawrence, but. Uh,
0: that would be Brother Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, I, I got it right. Yeah,
1: yay, Old guys come up with it yay, after it a while. Yeah, but uh, you know, it was just—it was literally about just you know washing dishes and scrubbing floor to the glory of God. Just kind of a monastic approach to it. But, but nonetheless, uh, I mean, uh, you know, insofar as the, you know, they're, they're, you're pursuing the glory of God just by, you know, uh, uh, doing it excellence and without, um, you know, without complaint and et cetera. Yeah. You know, th- those things are God glorifying because you're just rejoicing in the task at hand, the, mm-hmm. the work that God has given you to do. Mm-hmm. It's
0: good. Amen. Amen. So, why was this an important doctrinal distinction for the reformers? E- each one of these, we've tried to step back into the shoes of of the guys that made these five points so prevalent for the Reformation. Um, what maybe? What challenges were there? Fa- were they facing that made them? want to kind of clarify what glory they were living for. Was there, uh, were there other competing glories? Uh, what, what was the, the climate like for the reformers? Well, again, looking at the
2: theology of the church in the 16th century, and, and really this was a long, slow decline to where it, where it got when the Protestant reformation began, that occurred over four or five centuries where over time, the works of man were being elevated. Uh, And so the, the slow death of the church uh, began with the elevation of our efforts, our deeds, our works over grace. And that, that long slog and decline led to this tipping point that, um, that we then have the Protestant Reformation arising out of. And so understanding what they were fighting against in this case, which was anything that exalted the works of man in their salvation, helps you understand why they planted this flag of, actually, this is all for the glory of God alone. And if all of salvation is for the glory of God alone, then that puts the works of man that they were adamantly against, things like, penances and, 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 and the like, um, puts them in perspective and shows that they are not valuable, for they do not ultimately fulfill the purposes of salvation, which culminate in the glory of God alone being displayed. And so they were, uh Deo Gloria is, is in a sense um, a polemic or a critique against the man-based religion of the day uh, that the reformers were reform were trying to reform, and I think that's another important piece of this. Uh, they did not see themselves as creating a Protestant movement or a movement of protesters. Yeah. What they saw was they were a part of a, an internal Reformation uh, that the Church rejected, that the Catholic Church rejected, and now we do have, of yeah. course, you know, Catholicism and Protestantism, but. Um, but they saw themselves as reformers from the inside, not from the outside. And, and what they were fighting against was this, this uh, man-centered, man-based religion that had been propagated for so long. Mm. And, and, and Soledad Gloria, I think they would see as the purpose behind what they were fighting for. They really thought God's glory was at stake, and God's glory was being robbed, in a sense, mm. from the salvation story. Um, and uh, and so they were they were railing against that. So, the the reformers were were adamant about this. But I, I think that they would see this as a uh, an important sola uh, that kind of got at the heart of their message for sure.
1: Yeah. The uh, yeah the thing that and it preserves us even to this day because this is a tension that you know um, um, you know bad ideas never really go away and yeah, I mean, we just keep on we keep on taking them up and and just any time that we want to be able to uh, basically you know uh, you know thump our chest and take a little take some credit for what God has done, mm-hmm. you know to whatever degree that we do that is just you know just anathema to uh, uh just detrimental to the notion of uh, for the glory of God alone you know and so I mean, it's, you know, we just, we just, just, it's just really tempting to us to be able to just, just um, you know, be the hero of our own story rather than letting Christ be our champion,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. So we, we've kind of touched on this as well. And I think Pastor Terry just bridged this over. Um, yeah. Why is this still an important distinction for us today? What are some other reasons why we must continually fight for, um, the glory of, the glory of God alone being central.
2: Well, I think for for starters, wherever you have rampant individualism, like you do in our culture, where basically um, everything is about your own personal self fulfillment, mm-hmm. um, you you need the uh, the the megahorn of God's glory being the ultimate purpose to correct that and to speak to that. Uh, I think it's more. Uh, more relevant today than ever before, not just within evangelicalism, but culturally. I think it, 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 it is um, a uh, prophetic word of sorts against the culture of rampant individualism and pursuit of personal pleasure at the expense of others. And, and it, it, it sets a biblical uh, framework for why anything exists and why anything uh, should be done and the purpose for it. Uh, and so it says, no, it's actually not about your sense of self-fulfillment. No, it's actually not about you just being happy. That everything exists for a greater purpose than that. And that you exist for a greater purpose than that. You exist to to point others towards infinite beauty and towards infinite greatness. And, uh, and so uh, I think for that reason, uh, where uh, that was not... I don't believe. I don't believe that culturally that was the world the reformers were operating in. It is the world we're operating in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, the 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 pushback for the reformers was that the the, the attitude of of man centeredness was happening within the church. Yeah. For us, it's not only within the church; it's within the culture. Mm-hmm. And so, Solea Gloria just acts as a biblical um, uh, reorientation, I guess of that particular worldview yeah
0: Yeah, that's such a good point i think um we have to be uber careful uh today because we we've got like you mentioned just such a a selfish society and i don't know that that's anything different than other ages of christianity have had to deal with Um, but there is you know in our world of social media, everybody now has a platform that's, you know, basically we, we are given every tool to exalt ourselves. Um, and so we have to be careful, especially in the church, um, because we're trying to um, trying to propagate this message of the gospel that does give glory to God alone. But in all that, we can still have tools and resources that we can use to elevate ourselves uh, or elevate our own ministries or our own um place in this Christian bubble we find ourselves in. No doubt. Um, So let's kind of jump to this last question and talk about how does this sola, and then if we want to kind of make a um, a kind of final statement wrapping up the series, uh, how does this particular doctrine, the glory of God alone, uh, shape the local church and individual Christian lives? How how do we live in light of this truth? And then what are some final thoughts you guys have just about the solas and how they, they continue to, to shape and transform us?
1: and. Well, I think um, basically the, it gives us an, something more and, and enough to live for. Yeah. Human acclaim is so fickle. Yeah. You know, you can, and as our, especially in our social media age, uh, you know, you can get canceled pretty quick and, right, and fall out of favor yeah. with just one faux pas, uh, grace alone, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, is is wonderful, and it glorifies God because uh, you know it, it's really not about how many brownie points we can score with regard to each other. You know, God just bestows these things upon us graciously. Whatever usefulness, whatever um, um, noteworthiness might come our way, really, they're all gifts of, of His grace, and mm-hmm. and 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 we should glorify Him uh, for for you know whatever. Uh, notoriety or, or, or notice we might receive but but then you know uh, that's just not enough to live for I mean a little notoriety a little notice uh, you know it's mm-hmm. um, it's you know to to live for the glory of God again just you know gets you out of the crosshairs uh, it takes a tremendous burden off your back Mm-hmm. Of trying to prove yourself to the world or anybody else, you know, you just you just at the mercy of God, and that's really the best place in the world to be. And, and and of course, and we're just in line with the divine design to to you know glorify God. I mean, that's just what we're meant to be. And
2: it's yeah, yeah amen to that. Um, I, I think Pastor, hit on a, a lot of the most important kind of even evangelistic mm-hmm. aspect of this within the church that, that we should embrace um, this generation thinks about meaning and purpose as much as any generation has before it yeah it's just looking for it in all the wrong places and uh, and so the glory of God gives someone an ultimate reason to do and be and, and a reason to exist. And the glory, there is no higher aim uh, than living uh, for the glory of God and, so, mm-hmm. and enjoying the glory of God. And, and to Pastor Terry's point, it is liberating. It does set you free from the temporal, fickle nature of the world which we live in. And and also creates a sense of, of humility and, and a posture of thankfulness that allows you to enjoy anything. As long mm-hmm. as you think you're owed something, you can't really enjoy that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you embrace that that is a gift, you're you're free to enjoy it, and and Deo Gloria is, is a uh, a doctrine of very good news towards people who don't deserve good news. Yeah, and uh, and so it just creates, I think, a spirit of of thankfulness and humility that allows you to enjoy things for what they are, and gives you a purpose mm-hmm. behind the existence of those things. And uh, your own your own existence as well. So I think all in all, it is a uh, uh, a doctrine that's, that is for our time uh, certainly in a, in a very unique way.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, that's so good. I, I think too. You know, we in all this we are very self serving, but I think it's pretty evident that as we look around, like we are looking for glory, right? We we want to find something to exult in. Mm -hmm. And our trouble is that we usually do that in all the wrong places and all the wrong things. And we ultimately try to exalt things that can't handle exalting. We talked about the cancel culture, right? We Mm -hmm. elevate these people to a place where they ultimately can't hold up our expectations. Uh, We do that with ourselves. We do that with careers and with churches even, right? We we kind of seek something to exalt. And until we have that thing or that person, rather... Right in our hearts that we're exalting God and giving him glory alone in all things, that we are going to continue kind of stammering around.
2: Yeah, you, what you just said, I mean, you're, you're hitting on those two, those two the one impulse and then the problem that comes out of it. We have an impulse to long for greatness, yeah. and to, to admire greatness and to cheer on greatness. Like I don't know if you saw the, the, the last dance, you know, the documentary on Michael Jordan, mm. but my entire social media feed fills up about the goat. Greatest of all time, you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and how we revel in greatness. Right. We're wired for that. <laughs> yeah. And we, we are wired to see and admire mm-hmm. excellence and beauty yeah. and greatness. And we're, we're wired to pursue that and want more of that. Mm-hmm. And the gospel story is not only is God glorious, but that he's going to share in that glory. He's going to invite us into that glory eternally and forever, and that that process of inviting us to enjoy glory is already starting. Mm-hmm. It's already started, and so um, that truth, I mean, that that should resonate because it not only acknowledges how we're already we know intrinsically, like we are wired this way. We're yeah. wired to admire glory and greatness. It tells you why that is, and then it tells you, like, actually, let me direct you to the greatest, yeah. <laughs> the right. the true the true goat. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and 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 to go after that, and and to uh, admire that, and cheer that on. So,
1: yeah, it's infinite. It, he he never ceases to be glorious, and, and only more so. I mean, you know, glory is just a a, a a you know a pitiable word in a sense because it can't capture, you know, what we're yeah. barking at. You know, I mean, yeah. it, you know, right. it's it's yeah. it's, uh, but I mean, but. But we just have to have something to to, mm-hmm. to represent that. And, right. and I'm mindful of an old Steve Green song, if y'all can indulge me, but it, it goes something like this. God and God alone will be the joy of our eternal home. He'll be our one desire and our hearts will never tire mm-hmm. of God and God alone.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen. Who's Steve greens yeah. Yeah. Tyler who's Steve Green yeah. I was going to Google him <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> he's an old guy used to sing <laughs> I've heard of Keith Green yeah you know how I know Keith Green Josh Hildebrandt is named after him right right another regular on the podcast yes. hopefully we
0: can get get old Joshua back on K Josh Joshua K. K. K Hildebrandt that's right Joshua Keith. K yeah yeah. Well, fantastic uh, yeah, I think this has been a really helpful conversation in a, in a nice little series too I think one of the things I, I continually need to remember, and I think we all do, is first of all that we're you know we're not the first brothers, you know, first Christians to suffer and struggle with these things, hmm. right? Like we're, we're not the first that had issues of of misidentifying or, or miss, uh, uh, not rising to the occasion of seeing God's glory and loving His glory and living for His glory. Um, but you know, we look back 500 years ago, and we we have uh, the reformers, and even long before that you look in the scriptures and and people are wrestling with these things so it's good to know we're not we're not alone right in our kind of understanding of of what god is accomplishing through the through the gospel and the ends to which he's calling us to live so uh thankful thankful to you guys for having these conversations with us and hopefully you've been enjoying them as well on the podcast if uh, if you would please go ahead and share this with somebody give us a nice rating and review and then we'll decide what it is we're going to be talking about next Uh, i'm not sure where we're going but hopefully we'll keep producing these and you'll keep listening so if uh, that's good with you that'll be good with us and we'll see you in the next one